0: Welcome to You, the Universe, the Holistic Mind with Katherine Potter. Are you ready to deep dive into a better understanding of how your mind, body, and relationships to everything else in your world come together? For the next hour, we invite you to embark on a journey of discovery and connections. Now, here's your host, Katherine Potter. Hello everyone, my name is Catherine Potter
1: and I'd like to welcome you to You, the Universe, the Holistic Mind. Each week we focus on a topic that supports the idea of holistic thinking and the understanding that everything and everyone is interconnected and in relationship. Today we are going to explore the art of feng shui and the relationship between our home and what it reflects To us about our state of mind and emotions. Today's guest is feng shui specialist Sky McLaughlin, and she's going to share ideas on how to work with small spaces so you can experience mental, emotional, and physical flow. Sky is has been on our show once before, and she spe- specializes in feng shui for the home and business, and she received her feng shui training in Penang, Malaysia, San Diego, and San Francisco. So Sky, I'd like to welcome you back to the show. It's really exciting to have you back. Oh, thank you, Catherine. It's yeah. good to be here. And after our last show, I had people email me about interesting questions and one of them was hey what do we do about small spaces if we live in an apartment rent an apartment or condo or you know all those cool things but before we get there um you know what here's what i'd like to ask you how does our home mirror and reflect the lives of those who live in it
2: right so yeah right that's well that's why um A feng shui specialist like myself can tell so much about what is going on in someone's life when we come into your home or business because truly everything that is situated in the home how you decorate where your clutter is the kind of space you're attracted to to live in or work in all of that mirrors what is going on in your life so just an example If you have a lot of clutter at the entrance, that often means that you're really busy, like energy's coming and going all of the time. It makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. You're just dropping things as you come into the home. I have another example that's kind of funny. Mm -hmm. Um, Years ago, I did a home where when I went into it, Every room led into another room. And there was this one room that had all of these mirrors in it that distorted the space. Hmm. And I started to realize that whoever owned the home was trying to hide something because it had that energy to it. Mm -hmm. And so later I discovered it was someone who was doing a lot of illegal activity. They were, they were a drug dealer, right? And
1: <laughs> so they created a house of mirrors. <laughs> exactly.
2: So they could literally disappear in that room. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a really intense example. Mm-hmm. But a really common example is, and I see this all the time, where the common areas of the home are beautifully decorated But their personal bedroom Mm -hmm. is not. It's kind of thrown together. Mm -hmm. And that's where oftentimes we're more interested in what others think about us. But our own personal life, our time for our partner, for our rest comes second.
1: It reminds me a little bit of when I was when my sons were teenagers, and it would be like, okay our common space stays neat. You can do what you want with your room. You're a teenager. Right. Right. But this is shared space. So let's keep it respectful. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And that did not always work. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's, that's interesting, right? And so I'm hearing, you know, that's one way to have somebody come in and observe your environment and go, hey, are you stuck here? And I know you might, probably, you're not necessarily saying it to them in that way, Mm -hmm. but you're saying this is reflecting something going on in your mind or your emotions or, right? And so you can
2: change it by changing that. That's why it's so powerful Mm -hmm. because we're often unconscious Mm -hmm. about the stuck areas in our life. And when we shift something, then we see that all the time over and over again, it starts to shift something inside of us.
1: Yes, yes, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. So let's get on to our main topic today, which is about um, how to work with small spaces. So again, whether someone rents an apartment or owns a condo or a townhouse or whatever, just smaller space, um, what is the number one priority uh, if you're going to be living in a small space? What should a person first think about?
2: It's clutter. Uh-huh. You know, if we have a lot of clutter everywhere, the space becomes really congested and it looks much smaller. So I always like to remind people that we use 20% of our items 80% of the time. So you want to kind of notice what is that that we own that we're not really using and then the definition of, of clutter is do I love it And am I using it? So I might not love my fridge, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to get rid of it because (laughs) (laughs) it's so powerful in a small space to keep uh, counters cleared, to even be aware of things like color. So lighter colors give the illusion of more space. And in any room, You want to have no more than three contrasting, you know, brighter colors to bring, you know, your personality, your taste in. But if you have more than three contrasting colors, along with the lighter walls, then it just becomes too busy and Mm -hmm. it's stressful to be in that space. So if you can, you know, every time you bring something new into your home, if you can let go, of something old that's kind of a a pattern if you can develop that that will really assist with clutter if you're having difficulty with clutter some people do really well with letting go and others don't then you really want to ask what is the clutter saying to me Every person's clutter is different and there's always a reason why we surround ourselves with things. So when we get to the root issue, then we can let go of the clutter. And that's, you know, sometimes I'll do a feng shui appointment just about clutter because it's so powerful to learn how to shift that, what we want in our lives, um, A really common example is... Oftentimes, people will have a lot of crafty things that they keep that they're going to get to. I did someone the other day who had quilting pieces, drawers and drawers of fabric. And I asked her, how much time are you spending quilting? And she said, none, like I don't really have any time. And so to shift that, the issue was she didn't have time for her passions. Oh, right? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so even taking an hour hour a week would start to shift that clutter pattern because she would be feeding what that clutter represented so do you mean by taking an hour a week for her to actually give herself
1: the time to be quilting yes then it's no longer clutter it's a vibrant part of her life again
2: right Mm -hmm. and then she can be realistic about okay is there any way I could ever use all of this fabric in mm-hmm. my lifetime? Mm-hmm. It it takes it out of the um, fantasy yes. and longing place yes. into grounding it in real life. And that in every sort of modality is like...
1: Yes, you have this idea and thought, but can you hold it? Does your body believe it? Can you integrate it in? Yes. And so, would the same be, so using the same example, if somebody used to, let's say, be a quilter, but right. you know they've changed and over the years they don't quilt any longer, but their in their environment is who they were, uh, of course, that would have them look at, is that still an important
2: part of my life, wouldn't it? That's huge. Because yeah. if we have so much in an, our, our environment that is about our past, then we're being pulled into our past, and we cannot move forward with the goals that they're speaking to us right now. So you really want to look and see, does my home reflect who I am now and where I want to move to in the future? Mm-hmm. If it's all about the past, there, you know, are then a lot of obstacles in order to achieve what you want now. So, it's very powerful to let go of who you were in the past. You can take photos of it, keep a photo album. But to surround yourself with that is actually quite exhausting, mm-hmm. and it makes it very difficult to move forward in one's life. And exhaustion on that level turns into
1: mental, physical, emotional exhaustion, and then we just get depleted. Yes. Yes, over time. I don't mean, yes. Right. Okay, so that's mm-hmm. interesting. Anything more about clutter? Um
2: Oh, there's so many things. There's about so many father. things. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. I don't want to hurry
1: you because I know you said that that was like an important an important topic. You're in a small space. There's mm-hmm. only so much
2: room. So shall we move well, on to another? Well, I would just say one other really yeah. important thing is for the things you do love and that you are using, have homes for them. So, you know, have a cupboard that this is where I keep this. If you don't have a home for things, then they look like clutter anyway, even if you are using them. Okay. Yeah. So stacks mm-hmm. of things all it over the place. It might be a basket. It might be a cupboard. It might right. be. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. And again, we're adjusting our thinking to people having much smaller space to work with. Exactly. Right? And so, yes. Yeah. All right. I like that. That's, I think, really helpful. So now, um, often when we're talking about small spaces, it could be somebody who's living in an apartment building. You know, I know ten townhouses can also be small. But if mm-hmm. someone's living in, um, let's say, an apartment building, and it's more of a high-rise building... How do the principles of feng shui differ from living in a house? Because now, first off, it's communal, communal, right? You have your own space, but
2: you're stacked. So talk a little bit about that, if you would. Right. So you want to really pay attention to the common space, first of all. Let's say you're looking for a place to live, pay attention to the foyer, and pay attention to the area, you know, the halls, those sorts of things. Because if those areas are congested, or, you know, unclean, or they don't really feel like you, Mm -hmm. let's say they're really old fashioned, Mm -hmm. and you're kind of a young person, then that's not going to be in alignment with who you are. So that's the first impression that people get is the common Space, So you want that to really feel like this common space feels like me. You have no control over it, right? Yes. So that's a little different than in a home yes. where you can change things. You can't do that in the common space of an apartment building or condo complex. Mm -hmm. So that's huge. And then also look at the neighborhood. Now that's true of homes too, but where apartments, especially high rises and condos are, there's often a lot going on in the neighborhood, right? They're busier neighborhoods. Really busy. So you need to make sure that there aren't, you know, you don't want a hospital right across the street. You don't want um, a graveyard. You don't want big kinds of what you would call real powerful energy symbols Beside where you're living that would be draining for you in some way. That's different than in neighborhoods like usually homes. Sometimes they'll have a hospital next to them but usually it's more in the condensed area where, where you would have, mm-hmm. you know, so pay attention to those bigger items as well. And then this next point is huge and that is that when we do feng shui, we do a floor plan and we have you know an area that represents money an area that represents fame career Well, when you have a you know an apartment building a condo building you want to examine the whole floor that you're living on so it might be that you're in the southeast corner of that floor and that's important because that direction then is going to have a big influence on you when you live there You don't have all nine of the directions. You do in your own space, but that bigger energy is more powerful. And so then, um, you know, again, if
1: somebody's renting, they don't always have the choice of, oh, I want one of these apartments, right? Mm -hmm. Different than if they're buying. And even then, they don't necessarily, uh, because other people are living there. And so then you would begin to... Customize, so to speak, if you're living in a particular corner, you're going to pay attention to what you're emphasizing by living in that corner and and maybe
2: balance it out. Is that what you're saying? Well, sometimes we would do that for sure. We would always try to do that. But let's say everyone based on their birth date has uh, four directions that are really good for them, four that aren't. And there's one that is very challenging. If that happens to be the area you are in on that floor and people will say ever since I moved in here everything's going wrong often it's like oh well this is why and so sometimes if you're renting you know it's it's rare that I recommend that someone move but sometimes that will be a recommendation if it's the worst direction for that individual other times we can adjust it by strengthening each of the directions in your own space, and we would try that first always. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by you know what we do our cures to shift the energy. Yeah. Okay, so much, so much good
1: information for people, and that you know, if they're in a place and it's not quite right for them, there are still things that they can do as a first step, rather than just think, okay, I have to move.
2: Absolutely.
1: Okay, yeah. so um, many more questions coming your way, Sky. But we're just getting ready to take a break. And so everybody stay tuned, because when we come back, Sky is going to talk to us, uh, you know, give some really good suggestions about how to work with those smaller spaces. So stay tuned.
0: Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Are you curious about your unique astrological blueprint? Would you like guidance on how to work consciously with the planetary cycles affecting your life? Are you ready to expand your horizons and release limiting beliefs or patterns that inhibit your growth and happiness? With insight, compassion, and experience, Catherine Potter holds a clear place for your unfolding evolution. For more information, go to KatherinePotter.ca. That's KatherinePotter.ca. Are you a budding or closet metaphysician, mystic, or astrologer? Do you want to find out about upcoming programs, workshops, lectures, or retreats? You'll want to sign up for Catherine's free monthly newsletter and stay up to date with informative articles and workshop information. Visit Katherinepotter.ca to subscribe. From astrology to hypnotherapy and mysticism, you'll stay up to date on classes, consultations, and more. Visit KatherinePotter.ca and stay in touch today. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. This is you, the universe, the holistic mind with Katherine Potter. To reach the show today, please send an email to Catherine Potter at shaw.ca. That's Catherine Potter at shaw.ca. Now, back to you, the universe, the holistic mind. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm talking to
1: Skye McLaughlin, a feng shui practitioner, and she's sharing some really good ideas about how to work with small spaces. And so before we went to break, Skye, we were talking about, you know, how, um, you know, the neighborhood, roadway, surrounding waters, how does that all affect You know, the impact
2: on home. Did you have anything more you wanted to say about that? Yes, I did want to mention that when you live in a bigger Building, like an apartment building, condo complex, often it's in an area where there's a stronger electromagnetic field. So I always take compass directions. And if when I'm moving across the space, the compass is spinning, that's a good sign (laughs) (laughs) that there's a strong electromagnetic field. So we're really blessed with these days a lot of awareness of how important grounding is. And you can purchase now grounding sheets for your bed. And I would recommend that most people who live in a city center, in, you know, one of those bigger complexes, even if you're in a home in a city center, it's really good to have grounding sheets. Another thing that you can do to bring yourself into grounding is to just get a slab of granite don't have it finished, like not like countertop mm-hmm. granite. But if you sit with your feet on that granite for 20 minutes a day, it's going to bring your whole energy field into balance so that you're not, you know, being negatively influenced by the electromagnetic field. Just spritz a little bit of water on the bottom of your feet before you put it on the granite. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. a good suggestion, mm-hmm. right? Because it, you know, when the compass is going. Going all over the place. We are electrical beings too. So sometimes when you live in a tall building in city centers, that's why you feel tired and irritable. It just has to do with that really high electromagnetic frequency that you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which of
1: course makes me think that, of course, makes total sense. And then all the other people's energies. In the building, right? Of that course. I think we, uncon- well, we're not unconscious, but that we're responding to that without realizing it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So based on that, <laughs> in a multi-level apartment or a condo mm. building, are certain levels of the, bed- are the building better to live on? Or would
2: that depend on the person? Well, I would say yes, there are certain levels that are better, but each has its pros and cons. Okay. So usually people really aspire to have, you know, their home on the higher levels. And that's why they're often more expensive because the views are more beautiful. So the only higher level that is not the best to be on is the very top level. In feng shui, when you're at the very top level, it's considered that the only way to go then is down. And you're also... Hmm like on the top of a hill and you can be more easily shot down often people will be more jealous of you or competitive towards you now if this isn't an issue for you then it's not a problem but if you live on the top level and you notice that those things have come up for you where you're feeling more isolated you know you're you're losing some friends people seem to be jealous or things are getting worse in your life, then it could be what is called the top level of a building syndrome. Okay, let's pause here for a second.
1: Because um, I know some people who live in apartments, or condos. I'm going to stop saying apartments are condos. Live in a multi, multi-level multi <laughs> building. Yeah, multi-level right? building. Yeah. And they want the top floor not so much for the view, but for noise. They don't want anybody above their head. So... Um, Because they're noise sensitive and so, so let's say somebody is there, they feel they need to be on a top level. How could, is there something that could be done to help alleviate some of the problems with being on a very top level of a building?
2: Yes, you would need more grounding energy. Okay. So more of the earth element, for example, you could put a stone in every corner of the building that would help also if there's a lot of bright light coming in sometimes the top level has a lot of light Mm -hmm. it can be difficult to then relax in your home mm-hmm. and so you want to use cooler colors in your decorating and have the kind of blinds that could soften some of that bright light mm-hmm. especially in the bedroom for when you're wanting to, to sleep really rest yeah, yeah that's right yeah. yeah and um ideally like there are some buildings that have really good sound insulation so whenever someone lives in a multi-level building that's a high priority to find out what, what you know, is there um, cement between mm-hmm. the floors mm-hmm. to really cut down on the sound. I know that not all of the newer buildings have that. No, not all of the newer buildings do have that. That's interesting. Yeah.
1: Okay, but there, so what I'm hearing you say is, okay, there's the ideal and then there's, you know, ways to work with things that are, there's always solutions is what I'm hearing right. you say. There's ways
2: to work creatively with something to help alleviate a problem. That's right. And you know, ideally, in the multi-level building, the top third is the ideal okay, good to area know. to live in. Yeah. The bottom third, because as you kind of spoke earlier, you have all those energies above you. And in feng shui, we think of it as all of those burdens are on top of you hmm. and people are you know this sounds awful but stepping on you mm-hmm. right when they're above you so the lower third of the building is definitely the area where you need uh lighting that shoots upward so that you're pushing that energy away from you okay creative right? solutions yeah so you're living
1: on the main floor or whatever and you there's a way to work with that. I like That's right. I like how you bring in a solution for whatever floor you on. Let's get the energy moving back up instead of on my head. There's always a solution. <laughs> there's always a solution, yeah, listeners. Absolutely. There's always a solution. I love that. So we're talking about uh, floor, uh, which floor you live on. Let's talk a little bit about, um, and I think this would bring a little bit of numerology into it. What about the door number? And so I'm going to ask you, you know, for example, is the number on your door more important than the whole building number.
2: So tell us a little bit about that. They're both important. So they're about equal importance. Feng Shui numerology is different than Western numerology. And so what we look at, it's kind of fun. If you look at your birthday, so all of the numbers in your birthday, ideally, you want to live in a home that has A lot of those numbers in the address Mm. and so if you were blessed enough to have the building number and your individual suite number to have all of your birthday numbers are in those numbers so um, let's say you know if someone's born um, June 29th 1977 and the building just happens to have it's it's located at 1977, you know, 29th Avenue, and your suite is 06. You are right? old. <laughs> <laughs> that place oftentimes people will will live there for many, many years. Interesting. It just really is a place of comfort. It carries their energy and their vibration. So that's really significant. The other thing with feng shui numerology is there's a big deal about ending your address with a four. Because in... um, You know, uh, Chinese. When the number four is spoken, it it means death. And so, to have a lot of fours in an address often means that you won't live there very long. You know, there'll be an ending soon to be there. What if somebody
1: has a lot of fours though in their birthday?
2: Yes, so that makes it easier for them because they're used to that vibration. That's just their
1: nature. That's right. They've been working with it throughout their life. That's right. So, Sky, I just want to clarify. So, you're not necessarily talking because in numerology you're not necessarily talking about what the number adds up to you're just saying you know um, that that individual number is part of the address
2: that's right in that's where the difference is western numerology we add it up and in uh, feng shui you do not add it up it's the individual numbers and you also want to have a bit of a balance of yin and yang numbers so Yin numbers would be the even numbers. Yang would be the odd numbers. So we're
1: talking about that balance of masculine, feminine energy, which has nothing to do with being a female or a male. Right. Um, but you're talking about dark and light, and all those wonderful principles of the out breath and the in breath. Yeah. So you're saying having a balance
2: would be good. Really good. And that's you know first and foremost is your would be your birthday numbers. Yeah. So if you happen to have all birthday numbers that are even then you would do okay with Mm -hmm. a building that's all even because it's a vibration you're used to. Mm -hmm. But apart from that, most people have a bit of each in their birthday. So it is good to have some yin numbers, some yang numbers so that... You're not like going, going, going all the time or really lethargic, which would be the yin, the lethargy, and the mm. going, going, going is the yang energy. So it's nice to have a bit of both. You know, Sky, I think I've mentioned this to be fo- before.
1: You really need to write at least a little booklet. Right. So there's such good information here. I know. Put it on your list. <laughs> yes. So let's continue with that. Anything else? Um, that you would like to say about the numerology. So, so actually, I do have one more question. Um, so, if you can't get both, meaning you can't get something delicious in the the building address, but you can in the apartment, your apartment door, or vice versa. Like, is one? Would you say one? If you can only get one or the other. Um, just because, I mean, ideally, yes, you'd get both. Is one more important than the other to look for? The building address.
2: Okay. Yeah. Because it's what everyone sees. So it okay. sets a bigger, stronger vibration than the individual door. Mm-hmm. And if you live with somebody
1: and you can only get your own, that's the bottom line. Go for your own. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, oh, well, too Don't <laughs> tell them about it. So sad. Too bad. You know, actually, I am joking, how that? By the yeah. Way. <laughs> yeah.
2: Of course, you are. How it works, interestingly, is. If somebody is the main money earner, mm-hmm. their numbers are more important because if you don't have money, life can get tough. Okay. Or if someone has a really big health issue, their, their numbers, numbers. Then. Yeah. So those are, you know, kind of how you prioritize. Because one needs to be more nourished
1: if they have health issues and right. the other is... You know, supporting like in that way, supporting financially. Absolutely. And, and those of you who are not as big money orders, it money or money earners, it doesn't mean you're not supporting in other ways. So that's cool. That's interesting, yeah. though, because often people are living together, and and what might be good for
2: one is not. You should always marry someone or live with someone who has the very same birthday as you. <laughs> No, <laughs>
1: one of you might be redundant
2: then. Yes, <laughs> that's
1: right. Okay, so um, let's get to to a next thing that's quite important. Um, so, where do I want to go next? There's so many good questions that I could ask you. So, Sky, um, you spoke previous to the show, you were talking about lucky stars and you said you get that question asked a fair bit. So some people um, don't know what lucky stars are. So is there like a short version for people who don't know what that is that you can tell us and then tell us how does lucky, how do lucky stars work with your apartment or condo?
2: Right. Well, lucky stars are all based on when a building was built. And yeah, so you calculate then where the lucky stars, which direction they are in, in that building. And so um, usually with a home, You take the compass and and it's also the compass direction. So when the building was built and the compass direction will tell you where your lucky water star, which is money, is and where your lucky earth star, which is relationships and health is Mm. now. The thing that is different about a multi-level building is that you take the compass direction in the direction of the main door to the multi-level building. So you're talking about the front door? Yes. Yes, that's right. Sometimes... Every now and then, you'll have a front door that is not on the busiest street. And in that instance, you would take it to the busiest street because that's where all the energy is located that's coming towards the building. Usually, they're the same, though. The main door to the multi-level building Mm -hmm. is on the busy street. So, the question I get all the time is, do I take a compass direction to my personal suite door Or do I take it to the main door in order to figure out where the lucky stars are? And it's completely different. But it is to the door for the whole building that you would take the compass direction. Now, I know this doesn't apply to people who don't already know a fair bit about feng shui. But I just wanted to clarify that because I get that question all the time from people. Okay. Okay. And this, of course, unless... This is why people will call somebody
1: like you up, because they don't have to go and study for years about all of those things, right. but they want the information. Yeah. Do you think people just naturally are attracted to, you know, those things? Like, I always feel there's something intuitive and that would be positive and challenging right but that there's something intuitive we are intuitively
2: attracted to certain types of buildings and absolutely you know people always know when a space feels right for them mm-hmm. Unfortunately, though, it usually mirrors their challenges. So I'll go into homes where people say, oh, I always choose this home Mm -hmm. where the energy runs right through it. Mm -hmm. And it's because that person has been used to growing up in a home when they were a child where everyone was always on the go. And so, in a strange way, that's their comfort level. Of course. Right? Yeah. But what it mirrors back is not only being on the go, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, yeah. but it means their money comes in and leaves just as quickly. You know, the area of the relationships could come in and leave just as quickly. Whatever area of your life you're vulnerable in, it will impact that. So, sometimes what we're really comfortable with is, is not necessarily where we want to go in life. Yes, because we're
1: often uncomfortable with growth areas because we're growing. and We've not been there before, so it requires a bit more consciousness. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. That's an interesting answer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So next question that uh, we want to talk about is... So, for example, small space, how can you use things like lighting and mirrors and art? You talked about color earlier to create the illusion of more space. So how can you um, use more color or sorry, lighting, mirrors and art? And you know what? We're about to go to break. So I'm going to save that question okay. until <laughs> after break. But when we come back, if you can answer, you know, how can we use lightings and mirrors and art to create the illusion of more space if we don't actually have it. So stay tuned when we come back, Sky going to give us some brilliant suggestions, no pressure there, <laughs> on how we can help have that feeling of space.
0: The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Are you a budding or closet metaphysician, mystic, or astrologer? Do you want to find out about upcoming programs, workshops, lectures, or retreats? You'll want to sign up for Catherine's free monthly newsletter and stay up to date with informative articles and workshop information. Visit catherinepotter.ca to subscribe. From astrology to hypnotherapy and mysticism, you'll stay up to date on classes, consultations, and more. Visit catherinepotter.ca and stay in touch today. Are you curious about your unique astrological blueprint? Would you like guidance on how to work consciously with the planetary cycles affecting your life? Are you ready to expand your horizons and release limiting beliefs or patterns that inhibit your growth and happiness? With insight, compassion, and experience, Katherine Potter holds a clear place for your unfolding evolution. For more information, go to KatherinePotter.ca. That's KatherinePotter.ca. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. This is you, the universe, the holistic mind with Katherine Potter. To reach the show today, please send an email to KatherinePotter at shaw.ca. That's Katherine Potter at shaw.ca. Now, back to you, the universe, the holistic mind. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm talking to Sky uh,
1: McLaughlin, who is a feng shui specialist. And she's about to share, um, for those of us who live in small spaces, how we can use lighting and mirrors and art to create the illusion of more space. So, Sky.
2: Talk about that. That's interesting. Right. Yeah. It's very powerful to use those three aspects. Um, I'll start with lighting because it's the simplest to work with. Mm-hmm. So I mentioned earlier about having lighting that shoots the light upward. That always gives the illusion of a bigger space. And to have those kinds of lights in you know various rooms, especially if you have higher ceilings, that can you know i've i've noticed in homes where that's done where the down you know lighting is changed to upward lighting that it's transformational it's really amazing mm-hmm. and then the other thing about lighting is make sure that you have different levels of light so really bright lighting is available but also softer and dimmer light that gives the feeling of more space as well that you can change the ambience of the rooms pictures are really interesting they're magical they're considered magical in feng shui Hmm. and pictures have depth even sometimes, you know, now you can see a whole wall of wallpaper that has depth that might mm-hmm. look like, you know, um, a forest like or you're walking a garden into something exactly. Or, yeah. That can give the illusion that there's a huge room when it's only a small room. Now. This is where you want to consult with someone because you need to have the right elements present. So in a certain area of your home, it would be good to have the wood element, which might be the forest. Another area might be better for the water element, which could be an ocean landscape with ships in the distance. That energy of depth is excellent for giving, you know, a bigger space to Mm. the room. Now, what will make it smaller is a whole bunch of small pictures. Mm -hmm. So you want to avoid that. Anything that's choppy gives the illusion of less space. So it's way better to have bigger paintings than it is to have a whole bunch of little paintings. Mm. Mirrors... By the way, with paintings, you also always want to remember to choose seasons where energy is growing in order to achieve what you want in your life. So summer, spring, things are growing. You don't want, you know, a winter landscape because that's when things are dying. Same thing with autumn. In feng shui, you always, because pictures are magical, you want to bring in what you want in your life. So maybe if you were retiring and you really want to wind down, autumn might be a good kind of image. But for most people, even at that time in our life, we might be stepping into some other goals that are new. Mm-hmm. So, and also, you know, make sure... That you have no aggressiveness in the pictures, so you don't want wild animals that could attack you in a picture, especially not in your bedroom. Now.
1: No Straight nightmares. <laughs> no attacking animals. No in attacking animals.
2: <laughs> um, mirrors are more complicated. They're probably the most powerful cure for more space. But there are so many things to consider. So you want to pay attention to, you know, never having a mirror positioned so it's bouncing energy out the door. So you wouldn't want, when you come into your uh, home, to have a mirror right across from the door so it's bouncing the energy that makes out sense, the door. That makes sense, right? because right. It's, Yes. Okay, and you wouldn't want to position them so that they're across my window, bouncing energy out the window. Now, the exception to that would be if you have an amazing view out the window and you want to bring that into your home, creating the mirror almost as a painting. Then, so it's you're
1: reflecting getting a double. That's right. I, I would just like to clarify for a second. So you're saying basically mirrors
2: are more um, about sending energy out. That's one of the features. They direct energy. Right. They also double energy. So whatever the mirror sees, it's doubling in your life. So if you have a really, you know, cluttered office, don't put a mirror reflecting that clutter. Right. Really notice like what is doubling in my life. If you put a beautiful mirror across from a dining table where people gather, Sometimes people feel uncomfortable when they come, you know, to visit with you because it feels like they're always looking in the mirror and it can yes. make them feel unsettled. Yeah. So, you know, the right position in the mirror. You also don't want mirrors in the bedroom because mirrors are very lively, like they create light and energy. And in the bedroom, we need to be restful. So, yeah. Um, I know it sounds like, where do I put a mirror then? Mm -hmm. And that actually is, you know, one of the times where it is good to get a feng shui consultation because a mirror that's placed wrongly can cause so many problems. You don't want it to reflect a staircase, you know, because you don't want a lot of ups and downs in your life. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you don't want moving mirrors. You don't want sliding doors that have mirrors on them because that creates distorted views when you look in the moving door your body goes so Very quickly.
1: So, so, let's say somebody has moved into a space, and and there are mirrors, and it's let's say a rental, and you cannot be taking these mirrors out. What would you do for
2: something like that? It's really great to just place a curtain rod and a curtain over the mirror, like say sliding glass or mirrored doors in the bedroom. You want it to be easy, so you want nice rings on it that move very easily. And then just have that in front of the mirrors. Sometimes, if you're renting, they will actually remove the mirrors for you, so that you just have the curtain. But if they won't, it's okay to just make sure you're closing the curtain after you Mm -hmm. get what you need out of the closet. And so you're basically um,
1: diminishing the the energetic exactly uh, yeah high energy
2: of a mirror by just having okay. And if you own space, Then you can do like different finishes over the mirror so there's no reflection. People will get them sandblasted. Or now there's even like different kinds of paint that are designed for mirrors. So it creates a really beautiful texture, but there's no reflection. You have to make sure there's no reflection Mm -hmm. because you don't want a distorted reflection. That's Mm -hmm. even worse. Than having than a having mirror there it. in the first place. And so, yeah. again,
1: what I'm hearing is that there are always solutions. Yes. Ideally, you know, we could have a home built and have all of this built in the beginning but you're possibly buying or renting pre-built obviously mm-hmm. and but there's solutions so for people not to get too freaked out about oh my god there's a mirror in a wrong place a feng shui practitioner could give you an idea on how to work with
2: that absolutely nothing is ever ideal mm-hmm. and that's what feng shui is is really looking to bring balance in
1: mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. very
1: nice so you know we're we don't have too too much time but you know often in smaller spaces rooms are being used for many things you know And, and um so you know when a person you know might be having their desk right and the only place for it is they're looking at a wall it's not a window what would you do for something like that if the only place you can Put your desk, your computer desk, and you're just facing a wall. I know that's not
2: necessarily good, so would a mirror help with that? Well, um, I would use a painting that has depth in front of you so that there the the wall. You're not hitting your head against a wall. It's hard to look at yourself all day long in a big mirror. So I wouldn't put a mirror on the wall, but I would put, you know, the little rounded mirrors that you have on your vehicle. I put that in the upper corner of your computer so you can always see what is coming from behind behind. you. Right. So that's kind of a double cure. So Mm -hmm. the wall needs to disappear with depth. Mm-hmm. And then you also want to see the whole of the room through the mirror, the little mirror, because that's your opportunity, that's your potential, the room. So... um Again, there's a cure for that. There's a cure. Yeah. For, there
1: is a cure for that. There's the title <laughs> of the book. There's, there's a, a cure, cure for, for that. that. <laughs> okay, I think that's you know, really good. So um, there's a few things that I do wanna mention. You are going to be teaching a Clear Your Clutter workshop for people who live in the Alberta area um, in 2020, and I think it's two days, and you're going to teach people how to clear their clutter, whether they're in a big space, big space, small space, uh, anything, correct?
2: Yes, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right, and we'll get into lots of aspects of clutter, you know, what the meaning is behind your clutter, practical tips, how to clear clutter. It's a really fun workshop.
1: Now, finding the way of you're going to strip your bare, your soul bare, and get all emotional and come out feeling a thousand <laughs> times lighter. Fun? Yes, <laughs> that's my idea of a good time. <laughs> Me too. But I've found over the years, students don't always Not think always. the same way. <laughs> so, so that's important to know, right? That you will be offering because that seems to be the previous show that you were on in this show that it's like so important get that clutter out of the way so you've got
2: room for something different it's transformational when it is you remove your clutter yeah
1: i bet you just even that if somebody could only choose one thing to do would you say that is if they only had the energy the time um would would that be like
2: your number one thing absolutely Mm-hmm. Getting rid of clutter right away, people notice changes in their life. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's huge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I would think so, right? And yeah, and it probably makes them feel more in control and more present to where they are and maybe their stuff was not in the same place. Yes, right is not not mentally or emotionally it didn't fit any longer. yeah, it's a new
2: lease on life when you get rid of your
1: clutter. Mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. that that's excellent. And so any, Um, last-minute
2: tips that you would like to give? Well, I think, you know, sometimes when we talk about feng shui, people get super critical of their spaces. And I would say have gratitude for your space and love your space. You know, really look at what it is that you love about the place that you're living in. That's where you want to be, In order to create change. So you don't want to step into doing feng shui from a place of this is wrong, this is wrong, I hate this. You really want to do it from a place of gratitude and appreciation. And just taking a step-by-step approach to moving closer to a space that reflects who you truly are. And it's an exciting journey because our homes, as we said at the beginning, mirror our lives. So when we can do that in a way that accurately reflects what we want in our lives and who we are, then our home becomes an adventure that we enter into or our business place with ourselves. It's a partnership. And, you know, it's not one thing that you do, boom, one day. It's something that is a journey that you enter into with your home, with your business space. And... You know, really look at it as it's exciting. It's a really interesting, fun journey to be on. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I
1: like that approach, right? Because. Mm-hmm. Rather than, you know, bad mouthing your home or anything like that, you're basically coming to that place of this is where I am now. And so that's true of health, right? This is where I am now. I may want to go in a new direction, but this is where I am now and to appreciate it and then work with it. And so Mm -hmm. that might be working with a space that's not ideal but step-by-step, and then who knows where it goes, right? I think that's really sound advice for many, many things, what you just said. Appreciate where you are, and Mm -hmm. yes. And, you know, um, I'm also, I heard you mention business. I know you do feng shui also for business. I would think that some of the uh, things you've spoken about for small spaces Probably would work well in your little office. Absolutely. If, whether you work in a big company, like if you have your own space, or even if you have a desk, it it um it sounds to me like you could probably use some of these same things to make your business. Yes, Feng shui applies even to the tiniest space. Yeah. Well. That is great. Mm-hmm. Sky, I really want to thank you for being on the show. Um, contact information is you can email Sky at skydreamhorse at gmail.com, correct? Right, in sky with an E. Sky, sky with an E. And that's all one word skydreamhorse at gmail.com. Remember, she's going to be um, teaching a, a clear your clutter, and you can contact Northern Star College for that. So just remember to tune in next week. I'm going to be talking to Billy Streen, who is a professor at the University of Alberta and author of the book, Alive with Joy. And he is going to share ways to bring more laughter and joy into our daily lives. And so until then, declutter your thoughts, your emotions and your home, so more nourishing things can come into your life. I hope you have a wonderful week.
0: Thank you for listening this week. Please join your host, Catherine Potter, for another edition of You, the Universe, the Holistic Mind, next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we speak again, have a great week.